Hello, this is Joe with Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big barbecue central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. This show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings, the live fire fun and frivolity show. If in the new year you want to get in touch with the show or follow the show, here's how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQ CentralShow.com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, it is the first Tuesday of a brand new year, which, by the way, in case somebody didn't tell you already, 2023 rapidly coming to a close. Nevertheless, joining me out of the gate as he does the first Tuesday of every month for the last handful of years in that first interview segment, none other than the pitmaster of killer hogs competition team and the founder of how to barbecue right the subsequent youtube channels and social media platforms malcolm reed kicks off the new year with us absolutely so we have plenty to talk about too with malcolm uh he missed last month he's out hunting so we'll get a recap of hunting we'll talk about some 2023 stuff we'll talk business in the store plenty of good banter to go around between Malcolm and I, so stay tuned for that. And then 35 past the hour. If you're somebody that's in the business of barbecue, whether you're trying to peddle a ware or service or product, maybe you're in the restaurant and you are not a member of the National Barbecue and Grilling Association or you don't even know anything about it, you might want to stay tuned for 35 past because joining me then is none other the newish owner of NBBQA and the longtime owner of Barbecue News, Cal Phelps, joins us once again. You might recall that we talked to Cal. Oh, it might have been the end of April or beginning of May when that whole transaction took place, taking NBBQA out of the nonprofit and, oh, let's call it mediocrity that it was in for the last handful of years and turning it into a for-profit business 
and we'll talk to Cal about how these last handful of months have gone. We'll also preview the annual conference that's coming up next month. So if you're on the fence about that, he'll be able to give you a little insight. If you are not looking at their website to see what's going on, you're just tuning in for the first time, you didn't know anything about it, he'll give you a little bit of insight on what you can expect if you decide to go next month, which is in about six weeks from now. I think it's February 15th through the 18th or something like that. So Cal Phelps to close out the first hour. Then we will move to the second hour. And much like Malcolm Reed graces us in the first hour on the first Tuesday of every month, in the second hour, one of the most prolific live fire and cooker cooker YouTube shows on YouTube. Wow, that's a lot of nothing to say right there. Sam the Cooking Guy will be joining us for the first time. And Aaron Huntelman has it right on Facebook this year, rapidly coming to a close, no doubt about it. I'm the first one to say it each and every year, and everybody laughs at this time. But 10 months from now and 11 months from now, you're all going to be saying, man, Rempy was right. Back in January, we had no idea how quickly 2023 was rapidly coming to a close. Anyway, 1014, Sam the Cooking Guy, and with whatever remaining time we may or may not have, and if we don't have any time, then this is all for naught. However, we do have a bottle of Hardcore Carnivore Black Rub. If you're a fan of that, sometime after Sam breaks away, if he does, we will put it up for the giveaway for this evening. So that's what you have to look forward to. Malcolm Reed, Cal Phelps, and the first hour, Sam the Cooking Guy, and a potential giveaway in the second hour. Don't forget, you can follow me socially, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, at BBQ Central Show. We say good evening to those of you watching tonight through one of the video streaming platforms. You can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show to watch. Also, you can go ahead over to YouTube slash RD Rempy. I also want to take a second to say good evening to those folks using the audio streaming platform Clubhouse as well. So if you'd rather hear us, and not watch us. Clubhouse is the way to do that. I was trying to utilize Clubhouse in a brand new way because constantly I am dumping on Clubhouse. My fans are dumping on me for dumping on Clubhouse or for using Clubhouse. And I thought if I just maybe try it through the phone interface, that might make it even easier. And while I have one cable, the thing that I don't ever remember is the fact that all phones have gone away from the 3.5 millimeter input and they all have the USB-C or the lightning cable or whatever, depending on what platform you use. And I don't have the dongle for that, everybody. No, I'm dongleless. So it is streaming through Clubhouse this evening. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to use it because it was a little shaky last week and I don't want to put myself through the lambasting that Sam might give me if we decide to use it in his segment. So if you want to listen to it audibly, it is available. Now, this week's poll, which is on YouTube currently, are you going to do the butter candle trend that is on social media right now? It is sweeping the nation. It's the first trend out of 2023. The answers are hell yes, hell no, or already did it, chump. And 83% of you currently that are weighing in are saying, hell no, you're not going to do it. But we'll see how many of you really stick to your guns on that, especially if you're looking to be social media mavens in 2023. So let's start here this evening. 
It will probably come as no surprise that the most email I got on the show last week was the origin story of Noah Glanville from Pit Barrel Cooker. And even with the abrupt cutoff at the end, many of you were enthralled with the story, especially the openness and honesty with which he talked about the military portion of his life and how that has shaped slash affected him to current day. And I'll be honest, when I was conducting an interview that starts to go into that direction, I'm not sure how far I go to mine or dig for information or for answers because I don't want to leverage any relationship I have with someone to the point where it makes them feel like they have to answer the question. I don't want that. I want to create an environment that makes them feel safe and comfortable enough to reveal whatever they want to reveal. I never want them to feel like they have to do something. And I spoke with Noah the next day. He assured me that he was feeling very comfortable and that I was conducting an interview that made him feel like he could answer the questions I was asking without any thought or without any worry. It was just conversational, and that was that. I also know that many of the interviews that he's done in the industry don't have anything to do, and nobody is ever asking him about his military background, and I feel that is important to at least give a platform to talk about it. And to his credit, he did openly and honestly. So I will agree with those of you who said that the interview was compelling, absolutely inspirational, unquestioned. It was not to mention the business he and his wife, Amber, are running and doing great and are poised to continue success into 2023. So once again, I thank Noah Glanville once more for very real conversation last week on the show, which I certainly appreciated. And many of you did as well. I do have a competing thought on that in the second hour, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Mike in Ohio writing in, Greg, count me in as one happy centralite to hear that the Barbecue Central show American Idols is coming back this season. While it seemed like Doug, John, and Rusty would have rather jumped off the nearest bridge after learning of the news, I was very excited, and I'm looking forward to hearing what Amber Glanville from Pit Barrel will bring to the table this season. Happy late Christmas to us all. Love the show. Regards, Mike. Mike, you might be the only one that is enthralled with that. James in Virginia writing in, Greg, I was listening to the show for last Tuesday, and all I can say is, no! How dare you go back on your word that if you won the American Idol show, you would kill the bit. You, sir, are a liar. There's a good chance I won't listen to those shows. However, I do love the show. Regards, James. James, I don't want to put you in the state that I live in consistently and constantly, which is in the state of hypocrisy, to where you're telling me you won't listen, but maybe you will listen. Don't say you won't. You might. And we'll just leave it at that. It's okay if you do. It's okay if you don't. That's what I say, James. Malcolm Reed is ready to go before we get to him. I will talk to you about the newest sponsor of the show, the NBBQA I was just talking about. Since 1991, National Barbecue and Grilling Association has been the voice of the barbecue and grilling industry by helping members network and learn from proven professionals. Now, the new leader, Cal Phelps, looking to take the history of that organization and move it to new heights in 2023 and beyond. And they start their NBBQA annual conference next month, which is currently open for registration. You can go to nbbqa.org. And it's all right there on the main page to check out further. Now, 
If you're someone in the business of barbecue and grilling and you are looking to stay on top of trends, market your business better, learn from the folks who have done it right and continue to evolve in this market that itself is ever-changing, then this is the conference you want to attend. It starts on Wednesday, February 15th and goes through Saturday, February 18th. It is being held at the beautiful and, dare I say, majestic Wyndham Orlando Resort and Conference Center in celebration area of Orlando, so it's all encased in one location. Make your reservations now, and then take advantage of being around the most successful people in the industry during those four days. Walk right up to, let's say, Mo Kaysan or Dr. Barbecue or Mark Lambert or Tuffy Stone. The list goes on, and then ask him the questions you want to have answered. You will be surprised at how approachable and open they are to help you succeed in this industry. They are in this industry, too. They want to see everybody have success. Once again, February 15th through the 18th in Orlando. Go to nbbqa.org for all the information, lodging, pricing. Don't miss out. And if you aren't a member yet, consider joining and then have access to videos and other info that you might not be able to see live and in person. You can get it in video at your leisure. Once again, that is February 15th through the 18th this year in Orlando, nbbqa.org for more information or to book it up. We will be back with Malcolm Reed in just one second. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. All you have to do is go to CookinPellets.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-N pellets.com and check out all the flavors that they have and then purchase directly you won't be disappointed longtime sponsor of the show back in 2023 which we certainly appreciate this question coming in from smoking joe's pit barbecue you should interview sam the cooking guy the same way sam has a very interesting story on everything leading up to his current business uh joe where the hell have you been where do you think the idea of the origin stories came from? From my regular monthly guests. Was it last year or two years ago? Malcolm will be able to tell me here when we pull him up. But I decided to try out origin stories or the ideas of the origin stories by throwing away a traditional format with the monthly recurring guests and blocking out an hour. Uh, Meathead went two hours. Uh, John Marcus, two and a half hours, but at least an hour of talking about everything that led up to where their success is in the live fire industry. So there is a whole origin story, Joe, in the podcast feed on Sam the Cooking Guy, on Malcolm Reed, on Meathead, on Stephen Reichlin, on Derek Riches, on all, well, almost all of the embedded correspondents. We're still trying to nail down John. So this is not a new idea. This is one that has been growing for the last couple of years. So hit that podcast feed, Joe, and find all the origin stories on the show regulars that you would like. Notwithstanding that, we race to the hotline. 
And welcome back, one of those origin storytellers, Malcolm Reed. Malcolm, that was like the best time of your life, right? Doing the origin story? <laughs> That's right. It had to be two years ago. I know last year we did the roundtable stuff, so it had to be two years ago. I remember specifically, if it's one thing that I'll remember Malcolm Reed sharing in the origin story, is that when he was growing up as a runarounder, that he was an employee at the Pizza Hut, and they shut it down, and they did WWE-style wrestling in the Pizza Hut. I mean, you're not going to find those stories anywhere else but right here on the Barbecue Central Show, for crying out loud. That's a true story. True story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, Malcolm, Happy New Year to you. And first and foremost, I want to thank you for the gift of the Mississippi State University cheese. And I have to say, I looked at it in the box. I'm like, well, there's no card. I only know a very limited number of people that might send me uh, Mississippi State. That's also Ole Miss, right? Or is that different? No, that's totally different. That's oh. totally different than Ole Miss. Yeah, that's Mississippi State is Shell's alma mater. Yankee here, <laughs> Yankee here. Everything is the South and the same. Okay, so uh, the so the Mississippi State. I almost said Michigan State, which is a terrible faux pas on my part for many reasons. Um, but the Mississippi State cheese was incredible. The uh, spread was so good, I walked away from it during uh, Christmas Day lunch. We had some boyfriends over. We were getting ready to have the Kevin Green Butcher Shop Prime Rib that John Solberg had sent me. I turned my back for two seconds, and one of those goddamn cats jumped up on the table, started licking it. He just couldn't get his face out of it. Quickly, the cheese spread became the cat's cheese spread. But I, if I talked to Cat, I'm sure he would be telling me to thank you for what ended up being his gift. But everything else, the hard cheese, the cheese ball, the cheese square, I mean, it was all, where do you just run upon this cheese? And are you a cheese aficionado? So, no, uh, Mississippi State's been selling that for years. You know, they're a big uh, agricultural school. They have a big dairy program where they make cheese and stuff like that. And they only sell it. Um, I think that you have to get your orders in like way early in the fall, like, wow. you know, before the end of October, if you want to get it for the holiday season, so I don't think it's, I think you can go to Mississippi state throughout the year. They have like a store, but to get it shipped and all that, it's like one time a year. And so it, it just makes great wow. holiday gifts. And we love sharing it with people that aren't from Mississippi. So you can try to, you know, see how we do things down here, but it is good stuff. Absolutely. Malcolm Reed joining us here on the show, how to BBQ, right? Dot com is the website, of course, and you can find him on social media handles at the same thing. Also, the Pitmaster Killer Hogs competition team. We'll talk about that here in a second. So last time you were on, Malcolm, you were heading into full-blown hunting season. We've now turned the year here. Maybe you're off, maybe you're not, but how did hunting season go for you guys? It's going good so far. We're halfway through. Oh my I God. came back home. Goes on forever. I came back. <laughs> <laughs> came back to the office just to come on with you, Greg, or otherwise I'd probably still be wow. at camp. Well, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm certainly <laughs> no, honored. It's been a good hunt. It's been a good hunt season so far. Uh, not to sound like a complete hunting rube, but from what I can recall, at least up here, and I'm sure from state to state, maybe it changes a little bit. The, the beginnings of hunting season are with a bow or you're not allowed to use a gun. And then at some point, the gun law kicks in where you can then just start shooting a uh, similar down in Mississippi then? Yeah, it's actually, it starts in October for archery. So, oh. but I usually, you know, I usually don't get going until November cause we're October's always a busy month for us. I don't have time, 
But once, you know, we get through the hot, we get Thanksgiving here, I kind of slow down. So I take the month of December and January to, to get out in the woods and do a little traveling too. I got to go to Texas and do some hunting. I've got to go squirrel hunting down, you know, on the, in the Mississippi river on an Island down there. That was fun. And then I've, uh, you know, I got, we've been duck hunting too. So it's, it's been a, you know, it's been busy. How much meat through the various species have you collected where you're going to be able to eat off of that? I've, you know, I'm working on stocking the freezer. I still got some room for some more. <laughs> We've been working on summer sausage recipe and I think I got okay. it nailed down, man. I got to send you some, but if you never had uh, you know, venison summer sausage, we're doing a jalapeno and cheese version oh. and it's, it's fantastic. Is Rochelle a game eater? Oh yeah. Yeah. She likes it. In fact, uh, just last week she came down and, uh, said that, you know, she, we, we were doing some duck that we did and we just did it, you know, just, we wanted to taste the duck. So we just seasoned it, threw it on the grill, seared it hot and fast. And she said she didn't know that she liked duck so much <laughs> that it was, it was that good. So yeah, she, she likes game. Best Christmas present you got this year. Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, it's, I'm probably going to say I've got a, a really nice Damascus steel knife, a mm-hmm. uh, skinning knife. So it's called a half face is the brand, but uh, Rochelle picked it out for me. It's beautiful. Almost don't want to use it, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to break it in on a deer on the next deer I shoot. Maybe this is a, a topic that we've never even broached that much on the show and the, in the history of the show, I think knives just are considered something that you own. Every once in a while, you'll see on social media or somebody asking a question, what should I get for knives? Somebody's asking you that, like, what, what's your best suggestion on knives? Because having sharp, good knives are really key to the whole success right from the get-go. Well, being a barbecue guy, and I do gift a lot of knives, I usually, uh, you know, if I want to give somebody a nice knife, um, there's a shun roast slicer. And that's usually what I, you know, what I, what, what me and Rochelle buy for someone. It's a, I think it's about a 250 buck knife, you know, wow. it's not cheap, but, it, but it's a heavier, um, you know, it's a Japanese knife. It's, you know, really great for cooking briskets. And that's what Waylon and I use in the barbecue trailer. When we're out doing contests, mm-hmm. we use one of those knives. So it's a, it's, it's something that you can be proud to own too. It's a really nice knife. What was the best Christmas gift you gave? Uh. Well, we gave my son some Morgan Wallen tickets. It'll be his first concert. <laughs> some who? So Morgan Wallen, I don't, you may not know who that is. He's a, he's a country guy. <laughs> but my son's never been to a show, and he's been begging us to take him to one. He's playing down at Ole Miss, oh. Vault Hemingway Stadium in April. So we got him tickets to go see him. We're going to take him. I would assume. So when he opens it, is it yelling and screaming is it just like face agape oh my god i can't have these tickets what's a kid act like these days when they get something i, really I mean yeah he's, he gets pretty excited i mean <laughs> i don't know if he's yelling and screaming but it's, it's definitely exciting you are a socially diverse social media diverse let's put it that way uh, way more than me so let's break down the entities one by one for at least the first part of 2023 here youtube wise which most of my fan base and a lot of the folks know you from the YouTube channel. Of course, you've been doing it for you know, how long has it been now? 15 years, 16 years, whatever it is. As long as I've been doing the podcast, it seems like you've been doing the YouTube channel. So what should we as subscribers expect this year from the How to Barbecue Right channel? Um, man, we're, you know, we're, we're still going to be pumping out our videos 
I think we're going to see, um, you know, a lot of good recipe videos, but you're going to see a lot of short content too. YouTube is really doubling down on short content. They're, they're playing catch up in a way to, you know, to TikTok. Yep. So they've realized that, that people's attention spans are, are growing smaller and that people are using their mobile devices to get this content and they're wanting to fly through it when they're looking at it. So, so they're, um, you know, they're, they're really pushing for creators to, to make the short form content, but you know, we're, we're still going to do TikTok. We'll still have stuff on Facebook, Instagram, the podcast, me and Michelle have so much fun with our podcast, you know, thanks to you for kind of getting us into podcast format, but it's a way just to, you know, to sit down and talk for an hour and to, you know, get into some deeper discussions on stuff that it's not really like recipe driven. I mean, you know, we, we talk barbecue, but it can go anywhere. So that's, um, that's what we're really focusing on. When you talk about the, shorter format there on YouTube and how they're trying to play catch up. Is it just as simple as looking at it and evaluating the fact that most of the people that are consuming this are millennials or younger and they've just been trained to want to see it in two minutes or less or whatever it is? I think so. I think it's just a faster paced world. You know, you talked earlier about how, you know, 2023 is already coming to a close. It's the same thing with content. I mean, people, we're just moving at a faster clip. So I think the short form content is just something when somebody's got their phone in their hand, they can thumb through it so fast. So, I mean, the the one thing that's different with it is you have to be really catchy to get someone to stop and watch your 60 second, whatever it is, video short form. And it's, it's kind of a challenge to get your whole point across in that amount of time, because if you're trying to do a recipe and you only have a minute to do it, um, you know, you've got to be moving. The editing really has to be crisp. It has to be interesting the whole time to get them to watch it before they're thumbing across. But I think it also, it's it's different too. I mean, if someone wants to watch a real recipe to learn how to cook something, they're going to go to the long form. That's why it's, you know, YouTube long form is not going anywhere. Yeah. There's so, you know, there's so much great stuff being created on it. You just have to, you just have to up your game on all aspects. So within that 60 minute clip, are you perfect? purposefully trying to set a hook you're showing them a little razzle dazzle and then at the end is, is there always a hook to say if you want to see the whole thing or you want to see a more in-depth run make sure that you check out x or do you not even bother with that um uh, i mean sometimes we do sometimes we don't most of the time it's just something that i don't think deserves a long form video so, you know, it might be a shorter recipe. It might not be barbecue at all. It might just be something I'm cooking, but it's just interesting and it's a different look. It's a, it's a way to, to gain some exposure on something other than being at the grill sometimes or, you know, it, it could be anything. I do a lot of drinks on there. I mean, people love the drinks on there and you can, it's easy for me to get a drink across in 60 seconds and it's an excuse to drink during the day. Why not? Malcolm, I think this is something <laughs> that's never happened during our segment. I'm going to show you right now, but look who we have stopping in the instant chat right here. The world-famous <laughs> TikTok Tyler is in the instant chat here this evening. So, Tyler, we welcome you with open arms. Happy that you could stop by. Um, social media channel-wise, uh, from aside from trying to get somebody in 60 seconds or share some of those recipes that you can get across, is there a, a theme that you're looking to run over a certain amount of months? I mean, you, you have a big enough following where I guess you could set an agenda or uh, try and run a, a certain agenda if you wanted to. Do you ever think about it like that? Well, really, we just try to be engaging. I mean, there's so much content out there now. You don't necessarily have to be different, but you have to. it has to be good content. 
you have to you have to throw something out there. You have to really think about your intros to stuff. You kind of do it with your show. The intro is the most important. That's what sets up to watch the whole thing. So if we think about how we we put these videos together, whether it's short form or long form, you you really have to you know be engaging off the bat. You have to kind of have that that high point, that low point, and that high high point to bring them back. And then close it out. That's kind of how we look at everything we do. Um, and so, as far as a theme across all of it, we really don't worry about that. We kind of set um, we kind of set videos throughout the year what we're going to do according to holidays or the time of year grilling seasons going on. But for everything else, we just kind of get some ideas and you know we practice them some, and then we you know we throw it out there. And if it doesn't work, we don't do it. You know, some, some, there's some stuff we can just because it didn't turn out as good as we. Mm. We, we really want to put out good content versus just putting out content. It's easy to dump a bunch of stuff out there, but we want it to be, we want it to be quality. Malcolm rejoining us here on the show, how to BBQ, right.com, the website, of course, and the same on social media handles. The YouTube question, Malcolm is, are you going to take part in the butter candle trend that has shot right at the turn of the year here in 2023? Currently 82% of the folks on YouTube saying, hell no, 18% saying, hell yes. Nobody is admitting yet that they've actually done it. So somebody who at least sees the bleeding edge of what's trending in food, are we going to see a how to barbecue right butter candle make an appearance at some point before everybody's passed it in a week? I feel so bad, Greg, because I had no idea what you're talking about. Really? You said that earlier. I was like, "What is this?" I mean, you got to you got to understand. I've been on hunting. I've been hunting for the for the for the past thirty something days. I haven't been on social media, so I don't have. I had no idea what trends are going on. I tuned out, man. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't load to. Tyler probably knows because he's he's the one that's kind of been manning the ship while I've been out. But. I, when you mentioned it earlier, I had no clue what the butter trend is. I'm going to look it up as soon as we get through. Well, I figured that this was burning so hot, even if you were stuck up in a blind for the last 30 days, somewhere a, p a carrier pigeon might have dropped a sheet of paper on you and said, Malcolm, uh, check out this new thing. And just as the year turns, all of a sudden, this thing is shout out of a cannon. Basically, you're you know melting butter. You're putting it in some kind of a holster. You're running a wick down it. You let it harden up. And now it's then you peel it out of the cup or whatever the hell you're putting it in. And now you have a candle because it's got a wick in it, but it's a ball of butter. And now you light it, and then it starts to heat up, and you take a nice little crusty piece of bread, and you can work it around the flame, and you have buttered bread, and you stick it in. 2023, food trend, just like that, <laughs> butter candle. Does that trip your trigger? Hey, uh, I'm, all about, I'm all about some butter and bread now. Hmm. That's you know I'm I'm not gonna knock that you might I might have to give it a shot. All right, well you're gonna have to convince Tyler because in the instant chat he's saying he doesn't know if the butter trend is going to fit in the future of how to barbecue. Right, Tyler? We're not saying no to anything when it comes to social media. We're always going to consider it. And as I'm with Malcolm. I like butter. I like bread, and mixing those two together and possibly having a light source in case in the middle of a winter storm all your power goes out. You can have light, and you can eat a nice butter piece of bread while you're waiting the power company to turn it back on. So, well, what about a tallow candle, Greg? Why wouldn't that work? Why not? You know? I mean, if you got tallow <laughs> laying around, that could be the next trend. You're going to be upping the That's trend the game. You, face, you know what? Screw the butter. We're going to go tallow, tallow candle. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> so let's start uh, hashtagging immediately. Tyler, get on the uh, board right there and start hashtagging tallow candle. 
and we'll take credit for it next month when it really hits here, Malcolm. So uh, towards the end of the year, we were talking about some pretty significant issues going on with your favorite contest each and every year, which is Memphis in May, especially as it related to security deposits. I tried my damnedest to get in touch with the festival. I made a contact with somebody. I sent multiple follow-up messages to see what was going on. I had heard from the Parks Department, and they were very straightforward, very transparent on what they were doing with the festival, but said whatever the festival is doing to the vendors or competitors, that's certainly on them, has nothing to do with us. So as somebody that has competed, you were hearing the same things that we were talking about. What has resolved or has it? Well, the, you know, they, so they released uh, the applications to sign up. Um, I know we got ours in. Um, I want to say, I mean, it went up some. The spaces were restricted down. They immediately said they're not going to have as many teams. So if you want to compete, you got to get those applications in. They did do a security deposit. Don't quote me on this, but I want to say it was 450 bucks. <laughs> Um, and I think maybe 350 of it's non-refundable, something like that. But it wasn't that much. It wasn't that much more than it typically is. Well, the I mean, last time we were talking about it, it they were saying $7,800 for vendors and teams. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was that was the initial, you know, the initial talk that came out. Yeah. I don't know, you know. And so I'm glad to see that they they didn't try that. I guess you know word got out, but but uh, we're you know we we went ahead and sent our application in. Now, it'll still be months before. Well, it'll at least be another month, I think, before they pick the teams that are going to be in it. <laughs> Usually they run applications to, to mid-February, something like that. So that's the deadline. So we should find out soon after that if we made it. But um, uh, as far as we know, it's going forward at Tomley Park. All right. So we'll see if uh, How to Barbecue Right and Killer Hogs is picked to take part in the 2023 Memphis in May. Fingers crossed, and we'll look for the updates as you get them, appreciate the recap and catching up here, Malcolm. I will release you back to the wild and getting into the blind there. Uh, always appreciate the time. Again, happy new year, and we'll look for you in February. Hey, happy 23, Greg. We're going to do it this year, man. Have All a right. Good one. There he is, Malcolm Reed, right there from How to Barbecue Right, coming out of the blind and doing the segment. Now he's going to go gear back up. And take down the rest of you deer. And when you're done taking all the deer down in Mississippi, Malcolm, come up here to Cleveland and take them all out here. They're a nuisance. They're like squirrels, but with antlers. Well, they're not like anything like squirrels. They're like deer. Cal Phelps from the NBBQA and Barbecue News is ready to rock and roll. Before we get to him, we welcome back, not a new sponsor, but we welcome back an old but new to 2023 sponsor, Pits and Spits. The best looking, best cooking smokers and grills on the market. Pits and Spits offers a full family of products, including traditional offset smokers, wood pellet grills, charcoal grills, travel grills, combination pits, or as I would say, hybrid cookers, fire pits, and much more. Pits and Spits has been one of the only American fabrication shops that's focused on smokers and grills for almost 40 years. Why is that important? They're able to put an emphasis on quality and design, locally sourced materials, and unmatched attention to detail. From the fully welded barrels to the heavy gauge steel, they bring both function and beauty to life. That's not no joke either. I mean, just look at those pits. They are absolutely spectacular. Pits and Spits builds every product with the intention that it's going to get passed down from generation to generation. 
Now, whether you're into competition barbecue or you just want to take that backyard grilling and barbecue game to the next level, there's a product for you in the Pits and Spits lineup. Check it out at pitsandspits.com, all spelled out. That's pitsandspits.com. Or at the end of the .com, add a slash BBQ Central. And as you check out with that brand new cooker or you accumulate $500 or more of accessories or whatever it is you're into, use promo code BBQ Central at checkout and you will get a absolutely free spice pack. Once again, with your order of $500 or more, that's pitsandspits.com slash BBQ Central. And then as you accumulate 500 bucks or more in checkout, use promo code BBQ Central for a free spice pack. Check out. Be the first one to buy that hybrid cooker. I will have you on my show. We will talk all about having an offset on one side and a pellet cooker on the other side. What could be better than that? You'll tell me because you'll own one, you'll use it, and you come on this show. I promise you. Pitsandspits.com slash BBQ Central. We are back right after this. Stick around. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And we thank Malcolm Reed for joining us last segment. This portion brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck. Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. And don't sleep. Fireboard Spark, an instant read meat thermometer, and a one-channel Fireboard all on its own. So check them out at fireboard.com. My next guest tonight has been covering the work of the live fire industry through the Barbecue News publication and mid-last year, bought the trade organization, the National Barbecue and Grilling Association, and took it from a nonprofit to a for-profit entity in hopes of bringing it out of the, let's call it, malaise it had lingered in for the past number of years and getting it to that next level of success that he knows he can do. Next month, the National Conference for the NBBQA takes place in Orlando, Florida. Without any further ado... We race to the hotline, and welcome back, friend of the show, Cal Phelps. Hey, Cal. Hey, Greg, man. Thanks for having us, brother. Absolutely. Appreciate you making time. And the last time you were on, let's call it late April, early May of last year, we talked about why you decided to pull the trigger and buy MBBQA. But not only that, you were taking it to a for-profit business versus the nonprofit that had existed previous to that. So... What do those past seven or so months looked like, and where does it rate on your chart of success or not as we turn into twenty twenty three? Oh man, that's a <laughs> that's a tough question. I can tell you, you know, for the last few months, we've been really tied up making the conference come to life, building it again. But before that, it was a whole lot of uh, data filtration, trying to figure out you know, who were meant, who was actually members, uh, trying to get that data so we could stay in touch with old members and, mm-hmm. uh, try to revamp and go from there. But, um, 
man, it was uh it was a mess. A lot of record keeping um had fell down through the cracks last couple of years as um nobody was actually running the com- uh, running the association itself other than the board members. So, you know, when you do that, everybody's already got 80 hour a week jobs and then they try to run an association on top of that, man. You know, a lot of stuff gets swept under the rug and just, hey, let's survive in a survival mode. And um, when you do that, you know, you survive, but that's about all we were doing. And um, so we tried to come in and um, revamp some of the data and make sure we at least had 4,000 people in our database that we could connect to that, that we knew we had dealt with in the past. And we wound up with about half half of that that we could actually use mm. um so you know in our world of course your world's the same thing you know numbers um numbers is a good thing the more numbers you got uh the more phone calls you can make the more contacts you have so it gives you a better chance to succeed but good thing is is as we're rolling forward um a ton of support have come out of the woodworks from folks that we hadn't heard from in a while and said hey listen what can we do and so it's it's exciting. Um, I think we're going to have a huge, huge time coming up in Orlando for sure. When you're doing the due diligence, whatever that looked like uh, prior to executing this whole thing last year, do you notice that record keeping isn't being up to snuff per se? Or when I talk to other folks buying other businesses, we talk about what kind of an investigation were you doing? And, you know, even when I had Jeremy Anderson last February and he was talking about doing due diligence and Traeger, what did it look like five, six, seven months into it after they took over? And he had readily admitted that uh, there were many things that he didn't realize were going on or that there were things bubbling uh, within the workforce that was more or less toxic that they had to change. I'm not saying that MBBQA was toxic by any stretch, but obviously there were things not transpiring that you would like to see just general business stuff happening on a day-to-day basis. So long way to go to ask you if you had full visibility of all this and this was just things you were going to have to work through, or did you anticipate there were going to be things that you were going to have to work through? You just didn't know which items those were going to be. Yeah, so... Outside looking in, you know, I had the opportunity to work with these guys as we built the conference last year hand in hand. So we had a chance to kind of peek at the books and go in. Everything was real transparent. So we we just knew that things weren't really organized very well. Um, but the information, we, we knew what we were getting into. It wasn't like, you know, we opened up the books and then it was a big booger man sticking out trying to scare us away or whatever. Um, it was nothing like that. We just, um, the timing on the whole deal turned out to be super good. I mean, you know, coming out of the COVID deal, um, events started happening again and people were excited about going in and doing again. So, um, I think that timing was probably just about perfect for us to go and do what we did. And, um, you know, still, I mean, we're a long way from being out of the woods where, you know, we can wipe the sweat off our brow and uh, take a break for just a minute. We're a long way from that. We're just keeping our head down and just keep chopping, man. That's it. Uh, we'll talk about the conference here in a second, Cal. But as you look ahead, 
maybe the first part of 2023 once we're past the conference because you've been doing a lot of work on that. What plans do you have for MBBQA as the organization? So it's events. You know, our biggest thing, um, what we try to do is expand people's networks, help them in their barbecue world, their barbecue venture. And um, we do that by using members who are willing to um, share information, share their time with those who are getting into the barbecue world, whether it be business side or whether it be um, just even the backyard, somebody wanting to do better, you know, not, not necessarily professional side. So what we want to do is try to tap into some of those events that already exist and um, maybe step in there and have some master barbecue classes with those guys. Um, we'll do the very first ones are set, uh, to happen in Orlando. Um, tremendous, (laughs) tremendous opportunity there. Two day classes with multiple world champions coming in for about an eight hour deal. 300 bucks. I think, uh, you can do the class for two days and, and get to know what those guys do hands on and Q and a with them sample with them. That is the signature deal that we want to tee off with and then take that out to other events across the country um, moving forward and do um, miniature conferences, smaller events like that, maybe. Cal Phelps joining us here on the show, the managing partner of the NBBQA, the website nbbqa.org, if you want to check it out here as we're talking. So as I had mentioned in the open next February or this coming February, 15th through the 18th, the annual conference for MBBQA happens. If you don't mind uh, telling us a little bit about the history of this event and the importance, at least in your opinion, of why this event takes place each year. Yeah, so National Barbecue and Grilling Association started in 1991. Um, I was blessed to be on the bottom end. I was running newspapers and uh, reporting, I guess you call it reporting. I was writing articles, proofing stuff or whatever. When my dad helped got the thing started um, in Vegas, a group of guys got together, Billy Bones, um, several big name guys actually uh, said, hey, listen, there's a need for um, all these How about that? Billy Bones right there. Gosh, man, (laughs) look at that. Yeah. Man, if my mom was if my mom was watching this, she would uh, she would jump out of her seat. <laughs> what right are the now. chances that's, of me having cool. a picture of Billy Bones? <laughs> uh, you're the man. Yeah. That's all. There. That's all I can say. You're the man. So, um, but that's how it all got started. You know, that group wanted to help folks getting in the barbecue world some way, somehow, and um, they just formed up and said, "Well, hey, let's have a conference." And man, I, I mean, it really started as a converse but then they got into the expo part of it and at one time they had 140 something businesses uh come to exhibit their goods and um of course you know that was before the internet got started and all that things have changed a whole bunch since then but um that's that's where it all kicked off at and you know we're still the same thing man all we want to do is help grow barbecue the barbecue industry by helping anybody who's getting involved, whether it's in the backyard all the way up to the professional side of it. 
So for the folks who are in the business of barbecue in whatever fashion that might be, maybe they're on the fence about going. Maybe they've been in years past and they didn't feel that there was enough of a payoff for whatever reason, but they're on the fence now in February. We got six weeks until this thing happens or so. What's on the agenda next month? Let's get them over the, over the hurdle here, get them to commit. Oh, mercy, man. So there's something, there's a little something for everything. You know, um, the general sessions, uh, you know, one thing we're doing a little different, you know, we've always done the meet the masters. Yeah. And you know, you've gone, you've been to a couple of those conferences. So we do the meet the masters thing. One thing we're going to do is um, tee off of that and actually have like a one-on-one, almost like a, I don't know if you call it a barbecue speed dating type deal, but We'll have, you know, those big name guys who's been there and done that, been around the block. We're going to set them out in tables, line everybody up and uh, give everybody five, ten minutes to um, pick their brains and uh, talk to those guys and expand their networks while expanding their um, maybe some of their knowledge base or whatever. But um, so that'll be a little different. Um And it doesn't matter. You know, the competition guys, if you want to talk competition go find you a competition guy. Um, Tuffy Stone, uh, he's, he'll be there, be doing one of our master classes. Um, you know, if you're looking to have a fun time, the Wednesday night deal, um, we're calling it a firefight. It's almost like a culinary fight club type event where um, we've got some competitors, but they're giving up uh, their time and uh, showcasing their products. We're trying to Use some uh, individuals who have small brand products, mm. rub sauces, or maybe starting, you know, fresh that way and uh, letting them showcase their products out to the public as samples. And then they'll make turn-ins to, to go to some of these guys up. And uh, Tuffy's agreed to judge. Uh, Famous Dave will be one of our judges up there, hopefully. Um, I think Brooke Lewis, Ors- Brooke Orson Lewis. I, it's hard not to call her Brooke O. Um, I know she's married and got kids running around now, but you know, some of those guys, but there'll be those guys who have been there and done that. And that's why you would want to, if you were on the fence, that makes all the difference in the world because you don't actually just see them from a distance like you do at a contest or whatever. You actually get to go up, shake hands, trade business cards and say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Tell your story. And, um, I guarantee you, you get something out of it. So that's for the folks that are in the business of barbecue, let's say it that way. But what about for the folks who aren't in the business? They're just fans of the industry. They're fans of a Tuffy Stone or a Brick Orison or a Brad Orison or you name it, the, somebody that's going to be on the roster in February. Backyard Warriors, I think, is the best way to describe it. Is this something that is fan-friendly as well? And if so... Is it through the same time as the trades people would be there or is it at a different point during the, the time? Well, we've kind of made a tried to make a mix of the different events as far as sessions that we have. You know, the educational sessions, I think there's uh, 12, 14 of them planned now. Those will run uh, Tuesday and Wednesday through the day. You know, lunch, we'll do the Meet the Masters thing at lunch. Um, but Wednesday night will be the fun time with the welcome reception. Friday evening we'll have a um, 
the rhinestone cowboy cook-off uh we'll be back um you know it's always fun to burn a steak right and then uh saturdays when the master classes will be happening um but also at that time we'll have a a double um sca event happening outside we'll have a the the thing i'm looking forward to of all this during that sca event we're having an anything florida ancillary event so i can't imagine Gator, what some of those turn-ins iguana uh <laughs> pythons all the stuff that i see on television that you hear about running around in the everglades or, or what or falling out of trees is it the iguanas that fall out of trees when it gets too cold because they pass out yeah i believe it is oh my goodness um, but yeah so I, i'm i'm excited to see some of those things i know um craig carter is actually going to be there helping us with the wednesday night welcome reception um, but we're going to try to make sure we turn him a loose before Saturday comes because he is the ancillary guru. Um, and there's several of them there in that steak world that can do ancillaries like nobody's business. So I'm excited to see some of those turn-ins on Saturday there for sure. But so, that would be those events for those backyard guys for sure. So funnel in at some point on the 15th there's the reception there there was a bus tour or something going on as well that you might be able to take part in do you have a an agenda set for that as well absolutely man oh. um we get the opportunity to go to a place down there called pig floyd's um yeah and it is it is a itty bitty joint man but it is fantastic <laughs> um we we went on a couple site visits and tried out a couple different places um but you can't go to Florida without going to Sonny's Barbecue. Yeah. And um, so we'll definitely stop in there. And uh, one of the growing chains down there um, in the southeast now, it originally started there out of Jacksonville, Florida, is uh, Four Rivers. And uh, so those are the three places that we'll go and, and visit. And um, excited, excited about going to those places and uh, seeing – how they do things different now, you know, Sonny's has been around since 68 and, um, man, I, I've always loved the, the sliced pork sandwiches stuff, but man, their stuff now is, uh, it's, it's incredible. Um, the way they totally changed their operation, but, um, I'm excited for people to go in and see that and try that for sure. All right, so make sure that you're either getting in the day before the 14th, uh, the Lover's Day of Valentine's Day. Nothing says love like the NBBQA uh, annual conference, of course. So you can take part all day on the 15th or get in there on the 15th at some point so you can take full advantage of all the other things you're going to go uh, go on through the course of the week and weekend. And if you have any questions, go to the website, mbbqa.org. You can register there, obviously. You can see where the lodging is and all that fun stuff and i guess the the unique thing the last time i was at one we were at a, a off-site hotel and then you had to get ushered over to the stockyards or whatever they were called over there in fort worth this is all encompassing your one place for everything right uh, that's exactly right uh at the wyndham resort there and there's a couple of different wyndham properties this is a, a very barbecue friendly property for mm -hmm. sure um it's a little bit older place and they actually closed down during covid and uh, remodeled did like a seven eight million dollar remodel in the conference centers and such as that but they got a huge outdoor area we plan to uh, put up a big tent there and um as far as the state cook off on the other just right outside the conference center 
all those guys will be huddled up right there and uh, looking for a big time for sure. So it's uh, uh, it, it's definitely barbecue friendly and set up for us to be right there on the property and do what we want to do. Okay, hopefully we've put some people that were flirting on the hurdle to get over that thing and sign up. We'll see how it goes, and we'll look for a full report after the thing takes place there in mid-February. Always appreciate the time, and thanks for coming on tonight. Hey, man, I always thank you, and um, looking forward to a smoking 23 for sure, brother. No doubt. There he is, Cal Phelps, right there, the managing partner at NBBQA, nbbqa.org is the website if you want to go ahead and sign up for the annual conference February 15th through the 18th. Make your travel arrangements as necessary. What do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they're fuel efficient, of course. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meat. We love that they're fuel miserly. We also love that they can get rip-roaring hot for high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking is very important to both professional and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire and a round ceramic cooker isn't very realistic. Why? Because it's round Enter Primo Grill and the game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute a two-zone setup. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. When you break it down, there's more than 60, 60, 60 different ways to configure the Primo Cooker. Only limited by your culinary imagination. And they have the accessories, of course. The Primo Grill rotisserie, the Primo Grill pizza accessory, and more. Only sold through dealers. Find one near you by visiting primogrill.com. Once you find it, visit the dealer. Touch and feel all the oval sizes. And you're off and running. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz? Yes. Patented technology. True two-zone cooking capabilities. And multiple sizes. And again, sold through dealers only. Primogrill.com. For a dealer near you, that's primogrill.com. Proud sponsor of this show and happy to have him on again here in 2023. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. And we thank Cal Phelps from the National Barbecue and Grilling Association, also the owner over at the Barbecue News, for coming on last night and talking all about that. Question coming in from Facebook, John Merriman. How do I get my grilling accessory on your show? Jalapenojohns.com. If you're looking to advertise John, shoot me an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. I will give you the insanely high prices. You will give me your money and success will ensue, of course. Uh, seriously, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you're looking to advertise, we have two spots open. If you are willing and ready to go, you tell me. Anyway, National Barbecue and Grilling Association, February 15th through the 18th. So if you're looking to get down on that, you have uh, another few weeks to go ahead and get registered on that. So don't sleep on it. 
you want to do it, just get it done. You're booked. You're ready to go. And then you can be in the hopefully warm weather in Orlando, Florida, come February 15th. You get to hobnob with a bunch of great live fire celebrities and learn a whole bunch from people that are doing it successfully. Absolutely. All right, we are heading to the second hour where you will find Sam the Cooking Guy. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> 